Hello and welcome to the Family Values Podcast. Follow us each week as we track the real estate investing career of the mother-son investing team, Rebecca and Caleb McQueen. Each episode, they'll share a new story from actual REI experiences as told from their own unique perspectives from different ends of the investor spectrum. From fresh beginner to seasoned investor, this podcast has a little bit of something for everybody with a healthy side of humor and wit. So join us weekly for our new real estate investing podcast. So believe it or not, it's 2019. And since we've done the blog with writing to this point, they've encouraged us to actually talk our way through the topic so that you can actually get more of the back and forth than you would in the, um, in the actual writing. And because it's 2019, we'll start the year out with goals. So we have kind of internally, as we drank too much and sat around at Christmas, talked about what we wanted to do as property owners and managers a little better this year. So I guess for the audience, we'll let them know kind of what some of our goals are. Yeah, resolutions, New Year's yes. resolutions. New Year's resolutions for us as, as a property management team. For me, I think number one is better customer service. And I know we're in an interesting position that we could get away with not being as great because especially in the rentals that we have that are student rentals, they're basically a year and out anyway, but there's word of mouth referrals and, you know, just the general goodwill that you get from treating people better. Yeah, definitely doesn't hurt doing that. Like you said, it's not as big of a deal with college residencies. Uh, I mean, in uh, Lexington, I had a bunch of buddies down at UK who, I mean, by the end of the year, the house was looking, uh, it's the word I'm looking for. Uh, <laughs> rough. Yeah. Rough. And it's not like they're caring about, you know, the super like cleanliness or having their landlord in there every day. But uh, obviously, that'd be nice. It's a, a nice thing to have for any any resident, but... Well, in customer service in general, we were when Charles and I did um, one of our hot seats, we asked for questions from the audience and somebody had asked for tips on asset protection. And my number one thing was just don't piss off your residents. Happy people don't tend to sue their landlord. But beyond that, I just think one, it sets a good tone. And if we do as we're going to talk about in a little bit, buy that other property, rolling them from the student rental into other properties would be easier. Have, I mean, having a trust with your landlord and, you know, already working with them before. Yeah. It's definitely an idea that you could transition them into a different property. I haven't really thought about it like that, but. Well, and so like, what are some of the things that you think of um, as we think about customer service? Because for me, I guess in my mind, part of that is, you know, we talk, we talk to them and we put in the lease that we're going to do potentially quarterly inspections. And we haven't really done super well at, at doing those quarterly inspections. We've not had to, based on some of the tenants that we've had in there, we, we knew them enough. They were friends of the family and things, so we didn't have to worry about it as much. But with this new group, it would be an opportunity to go in there, make sure the filters are changed, position it as a, hey, we're doing this to help you, but make sure that the filters are changed, make sure the 
Smoke detectors. Yeah, smoke detectors are checked, those sort of things. Um, another thing that we had mentioned uh, was timeliness as far as customer service goes. Um, being on top of everything uh, before it's a problem. Um, I know there's been a few times where uh, the yard has gotten a little longer on us. Um, and we've gone out of vacation or something, and then when we show up there, it's looking a little rough. I mean, we've never had any complaints. And again, it's college students up there, so it's not like they really mind probably, but I think just having a general timeliness and getting everything done on time is, and I think anyone would appreciate that. That and snow removal. Snow removal is the tough one, because none of us want to haul our butts out of bed and have to shovel that morning but luckily and luckily on that point this year actually we haven't had to do that once we have not had one big enough snow that it was even needed well, it was to big be. enough that it melted off really quickly the one that was the surprise back in november yeah, but yeah that melt, melted off the next day i mean so we haven't had to deal with that this year at all but um it's just january though. yeah so i have a feeling it's coming um you have anything else as far as customer service goes that you can? Well, I think back to reviewing what we should put into those quarterly inspections. You know, are there things that we're looking for with the thing that we've not had an issue with that I know a lot of people have in student rentals are bugs. And I don't necessarily mean bed bugs, although that is an issue, but um, just pest control in general. So it would give us a chance to see if, if there are any challenges with that and uh, get ahead of the game on it. Mm -hmm. um, but that kind of brings me to another point that I wanted to have as a goal, and that's putting together welcome packets. It was one of the things that um, when we had worked with our partners at Arpola, that they had talked about doing is putting together welcome packages. And I know they're kind of looking at that possibility again, so that in that welcome package, they're going to pre-negotiate deals with service providers like cable and internet providers. So that could go in that welcome packet, but I think, and we do a little bit, but I think we could do a whole lot better. Uh, yeah, we actually, I jotted down a few things on, uh, what we could throw in in a potential welcoming package, uh, almost like a gift basket kind of thing when they move in. Uh, obviously, simple stuff like an instruction sheet. Um, I mean, what all you said you... We, we yeah, so the thing that, the kind of things that we have on that now are um, emergency phone numbers, who to call, but we could put on there, um, shut off, you know, make sure that, because we talked to them about the shut off valves and where everything are, but we could reinforce that in the um, welcome packet. You know, where all that is, why you, you would need it. Um, yeah, like you mentioned, emergency phone numbers could be on there. Uh, we also kind of talked about this the other day, uh, maybe potentially throwing in coupons from restaurants and places in the area, um, especially if they're not from the area. I know a lot of college students are moving in from um, there's actually a lot of uh, UC students from Illinois, I've noticed. Really? It's like the biggest out of... wonder, they must be making a big marketing push to that area. I'm not too sure why, honestly. I mean, you see Kentucky, Ohio, obviously, a lot of Indiana, but 
like Illinois is one that I see a lot up there. And you see New York, you see everything. But especially for people like who aren't from the area at all, yeah, uh, coupons for things in the area, maybe an idea is like a suggestion list of things they could do in the area. If, I mean, if they don't look at it, they don't look at it, doesn't affect us at all. But I think a lot of people would enjoy that. So are you thinking like in terms of things to do, like would you do uh, like a calendar of events for Cincinnati, like stuff that's really big to us, like Oktoberfest? That's, that's a good idea, yeah. But I mean, even, <coughs> even, kind of all year things uh, especially since we actually lived up on campus for well two years at ravine and then a year on the east side before that we have a general idea of i mean pretty good idea of what there is to do on campus uh, good spots like that so maybe even kind of tips from someone who's lived there before uh, i think could be helpful to new students there and I think with restaurants, especially in the Clifton area, you'd think coupons would be easy to get. Yeah. I know we, we had told, always told people um, on the National RIA side, if you're trying to find something to put in a welcome packet, pizza places are great generally for giving you coupons to put in there. And, and what used to be dry cleaners, but nobody uses dry cleaners anymore. And you actually, um, I forget who provides it up there, but there was a like a little magazine kind of that they do send. I think it's once a month, but you get a coupon kind of booklet every so often. Uh, when we were living up there, we got it at both places. Um, maybe figuring out exactly who does those and then maybe having that just at the you know, move-in day, making sure they have a copy of whatever the latest issue of that was. Um, it's a great idea. As well uh, on the same topic of uh, welcoming package. We also talked about a literal move-in day gift basket, um, such as, you know, a case of bottled water, uh, toilet paper, garbage bag, paper towels, light bulbs, anything that you need that first day that maybe you forgot to pack or don't feel like running to the store after you've unloaded everything. Well, or it's at the bottom of the box because, you know, how many times have we moved you all and Inevitably, toilet paper would be like somewhere packed that you well, didn't yeah. remember you packed. Or something you packed, yeah, shows up a month after you moved in. Um, so yeah, maybe just a basic move-in day uh, gift basket kind of deal. Yeah, because that can't that can't cost that much. I mean, you're no. talking about a roll of toilet paper for God's sake. Bottled water, yeah, no, and I think that would be. I don't know. I'd appreciate that if I was moving in somewhere. Um, I think that's pretty much it as far as do you have anything else on you know what else would be good is like a map of campus which should be easy to get your hands on yeah that you would probably be. download that i'm sure you can that, that might even be on uh the website um that's pretty much all i have on that well so you know the things that we already do is give them a copy of their own lease copy of um their application, all of those things, and pay, maybe put it in a nicer little folder with the things that we're talking about so that they can keep up with it a little better. Yeah. And then reminding them that all of that stuff is saved in their uh, Rent Perfect account. So maybe just a reminder of that website and that they could go back there at any time to review any of that stuff that they'd like. Mm -hmm. um, third thing resolution that we were really trying i think we mentioned this in our uh christmas wish list if you will as well was 
online rent payment as well as auto pay. Um, I know we've had some um, trouble getting all of that on a concise and um, trying to find a platform that we really like has been a real challenge. I know um, Rent Perfect is now adding that in, so that gives us the ability to do it through there. The one that um, we have that is held in our IRA is easier because it's collected through the escrow company collects it and then disperses it, but it's not a true, true online. So for the guys who aren't in an IRA property, trying to, to find that provider that is just makes it super simple, I think will make our lives so much better. Cause God bless them. Our, the, the guys that are in the, in ravine are dropping it off here which i appreciate but i think that's a lot of hassle for them and for us if yeah no if i lived in clifton i wouldn't want to have to cross the river anytime i'm getting in and out of campus and cross the river just to go deliver a check i mean we didn't ask them to they just yeah no i'm just saying great, great kids so i appreciate that but i think it'd be easier for everyone everybody if we can um find a system that we're really comfortable with and and almost just force them into using it. Especially with the student rentals, I think they would appreciate it more than find it a hassle. Even if they don't think they would at first, I think. In a little bit of time, anyone. I mean, having auto pay on anything is just one less thing you have to worry about. Amen to that. And it's, you know, same day of every month. It's, you're not surprised when it pops up. Yeah, I, I personally, I would, I would prefer that myself. I agree. But with technology, what do you think about kind of under that category? What if we did a website so that when people were coming in, they could see our floor plans and get an idea of the property before we have to go marching them through? Um, so we had actually mentioned this before, but uh, and I talked to Andrew about this. Uh, maybe, you know, potentially if it got big enough, having an our own website full of, you know, however many listings uh, could be beneficial, but for only having... I mean, the two up on campus, it's what we would be essentially doing would be having a Zillow listing. You can put four floor plans there, virtual tours. I mean, you can put pictures, obviously. You might be able to put videos, like a video tour. Um, I think I think that is a thing. So, I mean, as far as a website goes at the moment, a, a, More it's a Zillow listing, I think, would suffice. Um, yeah, but I mean, if if ever the day came where and hopefully it does, where we had enough listings where it could all be, you know, and they wouldn't likely all be within the Cincinnati, Northern Kentucky area, maybe having a website where they're all put together. And, you know, if, if you know us and maybe if you've rented through us before, that'd be a good place to go. You know, you know your landlords, you'd have a, you'd have a good idea of what all they have in the area. Um, it'd be, you know, familiar if nothing else. But at the moment, I, I'm not sold on a on a website personally lord knows we don't need any we don't need to make it any more difficult than it already is exactly. we need to reach out to our partners at arpola and see if they can get us a, a special deal um with zillow so maybe website pending uh for now okay so maybe that's a 2020 goal resolution yeah um and the last thing that I think we discussed that could be a potential uh, resolution, and we already mentioned this in uh, the Christmas wish list, uh, but it applies to both. Um, 
because it's actually something that we can definitely get done. And some of the wish list things were, you know, hopeful. Like we mentioned that uh, the market stays um, in the way it is so that finding a, a new property in the, or our sweet spot um, is what we call it would be easier. I mean, that's wishful thinking. Whereas finding a new property regardless is a resolution. Uh, we can do that regardless, hopefully. Um, now, when I say sweet spot, do you want to um, give a, a better definition of a sweet spot right now? Sure. I mean, so we have, we have a couple properties that are outliers. They work for us. They're making money. Yeah, it's but nothing crazy. They're not kind of where we really want to be. So we like our student rentals. I wouldn't mind having more of those. Those mm -hmm. are working for us. Although I'm really have become super picky about those, by the way. The difference between renting Ravine with the driveway and just the way that thing's set up and renting Ada is completely different. I, I feel like Ada with on-street parking is not near the value for the resident that Ravine is. I just think, I think Ravine's a darn good deal. I think it only took us like three, four viewings for somebody to lock in like within a week. And it took me a month to a month and a half with like 20 viewings. You definitely had a lot. Yeah, you were. Like twice a week for one or two months, if not more, to get Ada. So you're agreeing with me or yes. not? Oh, you are agreeing with I'm me. Agreeing okay. With yeah. So I think, I think off street parking for us, if we're going to get a student property, has well, got to be. Okay. I mean, that's, that's not, uh, I don't know. I don't think you should be expecting that every time uh, having a lot and especially a, I mean, we could probably, as long as they weren't big trucks or anything. I mean, you could fit six cars in our driveway. That is not the norm uh, by any means. If you have a driveway up there and if you're not sharing it with, you know, if it's a split up house or something, you are extremely, extremely lucky. Uh, even at our other property, when we were on the east side of campus, and this was uh, when we were just living, me and my roommate, uh, our sophomore year up there, uh, we had a parking, we had a little lot and it was, you know, just one, one car could fit in it. I think it fit like three deep. There was four other people in the same living space. So parking your car there was almost a waste of time because you'd have to move it every 30 minutes. So even, but I mean, even that was better than what most people have. So, um, yeah, but I mean, if we, if we really have our wish list, if we're really defining our sweet spot, yeah, that, that goes on. That's on. the ultimate bonus. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And the layout makes a difference too. I, the way ravine is set up with the bathrooms, um, accessible in some degree of privacy, I think is, just a really good setup and so <clears throat> I guess making sure that we don't get too excited about a deal and looking at that price tag and thinking oh this is a great deal because the price is right without making sure that the layout is right that potentially the parking is another there. yeah another very big difference well two things one it's you know it's what two blocks closer to campus uh, it's right around the corner uh, from the main block um, I mean that's big but it's it's much more inviting of a house. I mean, it's the big tree in the front yard, nice front porch. Um, it's a better looking house too, I'd say. I mean, it's both, it's that old school look, but it's, you know, that classic, classic white and red. It looks like it belongs there. Um, whereas 
I don't know. I feel like there's a little more room between it and the other properties as opposed oh, to Ada. Definitely. Where Ada's kind of shoved in. The backyard of Ada is actually bigger, but. And it's got that nice deck. Yeah. But so, so sweet spots meaning layout, yeah, we parking, need to get back to that. Um, and location. So the closer to campus, obviously, the higher the rents are going to be. Um, like the other properties we have are nicer, newer properties, but they're not where we are trying to build a business. So I also like our northern, where we're starting in the northern Kentucky piece. That's the, what the that, Fort Thomas Bellevue. That's what I was Newport. about to mention. Um, I think we've mentioned this and other and uh, a few other of our blogs before. Um, northern Kentucky and particularly Newport, uh, Bellevue, um, Dayton, Fort Thomas, if you can find anything there, and even out to Highland Heights, Wilderish now, where the um, NKU, the college up there is getting so big. Um, anywhere in those areas are, I mean, they're getting pretty big and pretty popular pretty quick. I mean, I've had, I have two buddies who live in Covington now. Um, I have a couple buddies who live out in Highland Heights now. Um, and there's more of a, an openness to live in, you know, Bellevue and Newport or Newport, um, Dayton, because there is nice properties for, I mean, really good deals. And there's a lot going on in Northern Kentucky right now. It's, uh, especially for like millennials, there's a lot, there's a lot to do. Absolutely. And the, <clears throat> staying kind of in the theme of student housing for us with NKU converting from what used to be known as just a commuter college yeah. to now people wanting coming in and wanting to live on campus because they're building, they're building that up. I think, um, I think that's a good opportunity, but let's take this kind of, so people that are not, close to us can understand what we're talking about. So when we say UC, which is the University of Cincinnati and NKU, Northern Kentucky University, for us, UC has always been a big hub. It's where people have always come and lived on campus or close to campus a lot. It, it brought in people from out of state. NKU has been traditionally a commuter college, but because they've really made an effort to change their programming and kind of up the level of the school, people are now coming from other states and are living there. And because they can't keep up with building dorms fast enough, there's a huge need for student housing. There's a lot of colleges that fall into this uh, category across the US. So if you're in an area where you have um, either a college that's been there a while that's been very popular or especially if you've got something that's been traditionally commuter college that's starting universities yeah yeah it's a great opportunity if you want to produce uh, pursue student housing I know a lot of people even hear those words and cringe because that's totally not what they want to do but we've we've been very lucky well yeah there's obviously somewhere there's obviously um, I mean, there's its downfalls, but there's plenty of benefits. Um, and yeah, you might get some, um, what am I looking for? Your tenants might not be, you know. As, well, it better not turn into a frat house. If, it, if you allow it to turn into a frat house, you have a problem. Yeah, but at the same time, it doesn't take all the upkeep of a, you know, somewhere if you're running it out to a, a single, to a family. So I remember dad walking in, my dad walking in, your grandfather walking in and looking at Ravine and being like, holy crap. And I'm like, this is a really nice student. Oh, yeah, facility. no, that's what I was talking about. You may not move in, in Lexington. In, you know, the family that's making 150 grand uh, into this property, but it's a, I would live there. But for no, for us and, you know, anyone who came up to our house, it was, I mean, it was classic, awesome college house. Everyone enjoyed it. No one, 
and you don't expect. It's safe. It's clean. The plaster on the walls is a little wavy. It may not be completely, you know, straight plaster, but because it's been patched so many times, but it's a, it's a great house. So yeah. Um, so sweet spot around you, um, universities, obviously. Um, and the other thing that we mentioned for Northern Kentucky, uh, there's a lot of nightlife kind of scenes to do now. The bar scene, there's, you know, sports teams are right across the river. Obviously the two universities are right across the river from each other. There's, you know, there's a lot going on and. And employment. So we're finally getting some employment there. Mm -hmm. And um, sometimes the taxes are less on the Kentucky side. So people are starting to live there. And the, the thing that I like about kind of our two properties, you've got the Fort Thomas property, which is a long established, great neighborhood. Everybody knows Fort the, Thomas is awesome. The, yeah, the, the blue bloods of, yeah. of Northern Kentucky. Great schools, great whatever. And so that's where you all grew up. That's where we, we've uh, had our family. And so that obviously is a very comfortable, very good property. But then moving into that Newport property in an area that's starting to undergo redevelopment, you've got some interesting neighbors on one side, but you know, across the street, you've got people that are, have redone those houses mm -hmm. and that entire area is starting to be up and coming. Um, I feel really good about that purchase and would buy certainly be interested in buying more properties in up and coming neighborhoods. And I know the listeners, don't matter what city you're in, there's some pocket in that city exactly. that's, that's getting ready to make the turn and be redeveloped. And the question is where in the cycle are you comfortable taking the risk to get in? I wanted to get in over the run, but I, at the time, I mean, I was just nervous. Yeah. And now I'm sorry, but so that's, um, I mean, Andrew, yeah. do you have anything on, uh, what do you, I mean, sweet spots? Uh, when we were looking for my house, we went, we drove around oh a lot, gosh. um, through different types of neighborhoods <laughs> and just driving back around for whatever, there has been areas that we had driven through, not even looking for houses that had developed in just six months to a year from someplace you wouldn't want to live to having these Mm -hmm. really nice houses and it's like not just one or two it was like entire blocks so so I mean, yeah, keep your eyes open well, it's, it was, it's ever changing and if you're going to do this with family i have to say some we had some really good times just grabbing some coffee at starbucks turn on some tunes and then just driving these neighborhoods that we had thought of traditionally as kind of not great neighborhoods that now had crazy amazing oh, yeah. redevelopment we you know the the one on walker was three hundred fifty thousand, where you wouldn't have put anything there three years ago and um you know what if, what if we had had the foresight to to get in there and do that and then we drove back through where uh the fringes of what we had looked at uh what is it a year later maybe right at a year later, we drove kind of back around again a few weeks ago. And those fringes had, lo and behold, uh, turned around and, and turned into some really neat redeveloped properties that you know the price tag is great on. But you got to have the stomach for it. You got to know what if they didn't turn, right? What if you got on that fringe and that fringe, the fringe went the other direction and didn't get to you? And then how much work and money are you willing to put into that house to bring it to the standards of, you know, what that redeveloped area is going to, to be like? Yeah. So what you're saying is it's, it's not as simple as finding a place that you think 
could be up and coming. No, because, you know, the other thing is, Andrew and I looked at a building that we fell in love with. And it's in Newport. I guarantee that area is going to turn. Oh, remember the brewing, uh, there's a, a brewing factory or whatever that well, is. It's that's, the distillery. Yeah, that's literally a block from it, not even a block. And yep. they did redid that complete road. I mean, that's going to be... Who knows what all that's going to be? It's going to be amazing. In, in five years, even it'll be. But different. I'd be dead before we got it rehabbed. I mean, it's just such I, no, a big I would, project. I would have actually been uh, more in favor of this. Uh, so the FCC, the uh, soccer team in the area, was actually thinking about putting their new stadium. Uh, I mean, not even half mile from there. Um, and if that would have gone there, I mean, that could have changed. Well, yeah, but the price tag on it to get into. Well, if it, you would have got in now is what i'm trying to say is i mean that that whole strip that new whole new road could be nice condos nice apartments i mean you could throw in some bars restaurants by the i mean in five years if when that stadium got there and that area i mean that could have been that building could have been in the middle of a of a little hub there Um, i think it's still gonna be i just don't have the stomach yet we're getting there, right? But I don't have the stomach yet for what it would have taken to gut it. It was three three floors. It, yeah, that was Lord only knows how many square foot, like what, 12,000 square foot probably. Um, it would have had to have been gutted, but it, it would have been a hell of a deal. Um, so just knowing kind of your tolerance for the risk and, and what you want to take on as a project. But it's the, the rewards can be amazing. But that brings me to, you know, checking the economy. The other thing, as we were talking about our wish list of getting in and out, is I kind of want to get out of some of the, the, the one property specifically with that we've got, because I think it'll sell great. And where I think we're, I really believe we're nearing the top of the market. And also, I know that also means that getting into one uh, will be more expensive, but maybe we try to sell at the top of the market and hang on for six to nine months before we spend our money to buy another one. Maybe that's the wise thing to do. Um, I mean, that pretty much wraps up. You guys have anything else on sweet spots? Um, I mean, that's all I have jotted down as potential resolutions. I think we covered a lot. We did. And if you all have resolutions that you're uh, excited about and that you want to pursue as uh, property owners or managers, uh, let us know. Let us know on the blog. um, And those are things that we can cover in upcoming segments. Does that pretty much wrap it up? I think that does it. Guys, thanks for hanging out with me today. The the first uh, experimental (laughs) episode of the Family Values Podcast. Absolutely. And we will see you next week.